Hello, uh, welcome to episode four of the podcast. Uh, today, me and Matt have been joined by Zoe. Hello, Zoe. Hello. Um, Zoe is both a PT and a, what, what is it, the exact category that you compete in, is it called? Uh, so in figure. In figure. So she's a figure competitor. Um, so yeah, really high level competing in that area, takes her physique to the next level, more than me and Matt have ever done. <laughs> um that's true but yeah uh, with us today ask a few questions and see how she, see get her point of view on some topics yeah so um how when when it comes to competing for me personally how like what made you decide that you wanted to compete first of all um i think i've always wanted i always wanted to do it and it was just sort of needing that push like if anything to actually go for it so it was when I was working in Pure Gym, uh, 2016, and it was uh, Mr. Luke Austin that actually said, I can really see your potential in, in doing it. And then next thing you know, two weeks later, we're starting a off season and putting plans in place. So it's just that push really. Of, I don't know what you mean by. Oh, my watch <laughs> get involved. <laughs> so how long would you say it was before, like kind of from that moment to actually your first time stepping on stage? Um, so I would have started that off season in 2000. I'm having a look at my notes now because I knew this was going to be a question. So <laughs> my first time stepping on stage was 2017. So I probably started training start of 2016 for that um as in like off season and then probably did about a six month cut so 2017 january um for the first one i mean i didn't really know what to expect um i was putting my hand in the in the biscuit tin once a week um we've all been there um and the more i've learned from that is i placed third that that year I only did one competition being at my first obviously didn't get an invite to the British finals um and then sort of like looking back on that I think if I didn't have a biscuit every every day or every week could it have been different um so that's what I think that's made me grow as I've as I've gone on from doing competitions really mm. very nice so with so when you when you are in prep for your competition it's obviously a lot, lot more strict than any kind of normal diet. You would like the you you have no real kind of much leeway. You have to stick to what you've got. You yeah. Would say yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When you're so when you are doing that, does there ever get to those points where you're like, this just isn't worth it? Or hundred um, percent like I, I think won't. like now like so I competed in 2017 which was my learning curve and yeah I had my cheats um without telling my coach until later on um but yeah 2019 and the prep that I'm on now absolutely no cheats unless uh, my coach has said so um so yeah like I, I don't really get to that point because you, you've got a goal set ahead so why ruin the process if you're seeing yourself weekly like change that yeah. makes sense yeah no, um, yeah it's, it's just not worth it like if you if you if you feel like oh like I want to throw the towel in and you, you feel in like that for a couple of weeks 
maybe the stage isn't the right thing maybe go for a photo shoot like that's a lot less stress on mental health as well so yeah you, you've you've got to be 100 percent yeah how do you stay so disciplined but especially because i've seen like you know uh you know partner is definitely a guy who has a bit of pizza in front of you family has a maybe a domino's night like I mean, I don't know about you, Jamie, as well, but like, I, when I'd been in it for about six or eight weeks, if someone's having something good in front of me, I'm like, oh, I just, I hate you so much. So how do you stay so disciplined? Because you've been doing this a lot, like, you've been dieting for what? How long now has it been? Uh, I started this prep at the end of November last year. So. Yeah, so you've been dying, dieting a while. There's Christmas involved. Like, you know, how do you stay so disciplined? Again, like, it's, it's your end goal of... If, you, if my coaches are going to go and say, right, you can have off-plan meals. So every Friday, um, actually, I get an allowance. So it was 900 calories. And then start of this month, it actually got cut down to 700. And I sort of always look forward to that meal. So I guess that if I crave anything in the week, I can try and then fit it into that meal. Um, but you can imagine my mind is always looking at food and, like you said, people around me. Um, so that can change daily, hourly. <laughs> um, but yeah going with when like Danny's having pizza or a ready meal like he couldn't be bothered to cook tonight so that's what he had um, it's tough um, especially if it smells good the one that gets me which Jamie will like is uh, when Danny has beans on toast that gets me that was when I was doing my photo shoot and when I had a day where I was like oh I don't want to do this meal. The first thing I'll go for is I'm going to just have beans on toast. And it was unreal. It's comfort food, isn't it? I love them. They're unreal. Um, so with, with it being that strict, then when you finish your finish your shows, um, do you find it hard not to just then go into a straight, right, I'm going to eat everything in sight for the next <laughs> weeks and weeks on end? It's really weird. So... Um... Uh, 2019 I had a draw and that draw was up to the rim of treats snacks Matt you probably remember me I posting do remember that. This one. Yeah. Um, and obviously Danny competed then as well so it was even more um, but looking back on it I didn't really like go all in at it all at once it was more that I wanted to pick throughout the week um, and in that year of competing after every show I was allowed to have like enjoy enjoy meal with friends and family um but I think so I competed four times in 2019 and I had like my meal after competitions was like a Miller and Carter so a lean steak chips veg and a dessert and um, so I didn't really like pick out with like a massive Domino's or a huge burger um, actually I went to five guys wasn't all that impressed because you've been clean for so long it's um you you almost get a bit of body dysmorphia after a show you're like oh no don't want to eat too much because I'm going to look a certain way and you you get used to the lean look like I'm sure you guys can relate to that where you've done your photo shoots it it is hard um and you after dieting so long your, your body will only accept so much food so I always love to have cheesecake, but I know that that cheese is not good for me <laughs> yeah. where I've been restricted from that sort of stuff for so long. 
Yeah, that was like me with McDonald's. Like, where I was at uni, I'd have McDonald's like multiple times in the week and it would be fine. Like, I would never feel that weird, bad after having it. But then it was after not having it for so long, then having it again, that it just threw me off. I felt horrible after it. So that was probably the same sort of thing. I think a lot of it is mind over matter. Like, you eat clean for so long, but then actually when it comes to having that meal, so even for me on Fridays where I have my off-plan meal, Sometimes it's really healthy. Like, and it's just more okay. calories, isn't it, really? More than yeah, anything. it's just more calories, more volume with a meal. Um, so, like, my training days, I have five meals in the day. Rest days, I have six meals in the day. So, on that Friday, that's a training day for me. So, that's five meals. So, I try and have as much food as I can in that 700 calories. And it's interesting, like, reading... Um, reading like how many different calorie how many calories are in certain foods because you, you surprise yourself yeah that's like one of the main things that i say about people tracking is that <laughs> even if you don't want to do it forever just do it for a little bit because you'll yeah. shock yourself with actually how much you're having like on a friday what? i can go to sainsbury's and spend a good half an hour in there before i've picked out my dinner <laughs> yeah yeah they expect you not to do maths. I used to have this when I used to teach. So I used to teach sports nutrition. So we, one of the, the projects I got students to do was to like bring their favorite foods in and then actually show what the portion size is and what they were having. Cause you know, it's like on a pizza, you're going to do the whole pizza, but they'll only show you the calories for like a tiny, tiny sliver of pizza. And they expect you to do the maths to like get the whole pizza. And you realize you've done about 2000 calories on, a tiny pizza and you're like oh yeah i've also had about you know some uh lots of sugary stuff with it as well so like counting calories is definitely something worthwhile and i recommend more to people which are, leads me to my next question for you zoe actually so you you've been pting what now since 2016 14 14 so seven years so one of the questions i was going to ask you is like um what what's one of the like some of the most common mistakes you see in the gym that could help the average joe out is it like a main, is there mainly training things? Is it nutrition? What's kind of like the, the best things you've picked up on that will help? I think if you're a newbie, I think you really need to experience personal training. Like even though people go, oh, it's too expensive and all of this, you see them go out like at the weekends and that's about 80 odd quid. Even if you've got two PT sessions at 40 pounds, you're going to learn so much more in that and invest in yourself learning how to do it properly from a professional so that's yeah that's an advice that i'd give i'd give someone like professional professional help or even to just go and speak to a pt and i know that you guys have said in previous podcasts where unfortunately the males won't uh ask for help and we'll do it and we'll do it's it. actually when you start seeing the best results from females who are going to pts yeah 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 most of my female most of my clients are female and uh, they smash it yeah. i think you know there's less of a um what's it that women just don't care they're you know they'll ask for help whereas men you know you know it's like even when traveling you know i'm not asking for directions from the wife definitely not so i mean jamie you you said before how you uh the bro split and obviously me and jamie go back quite a bit where we worked in next together and oh, yeah. uh, i think we were always comparing who could deadlift more <laughs> <laughs> I was, I would have been what, 16, 17, yeah. 16, yeah, 16 <laughs> then, because it was just as I was, yeah, 16, back when yeah. I was first started working out. Yeah. <laughs> so 
yeah no, now, um, now you now you know yeah no yeah no oh god the amount of things that i did back then uh, like i even even it was 2000 one of my snapchat no like instagram post memories came up from 2017 the other day and it was a video of me deadlifting and god looking at it now i'm like oh <laughs> you could have done some serious harm so e- like, even myself before i was a pt i um this is actually one of my questions as well um of how did I make this sort of like a career um and I actually had a personal trainer so 2012 maybe 2013 um Natasha who's my best friend um I was PTing with her and then she gave me the final push of yeah you'd be a great PT like I really enjoyed my training then and like wouldn't miss a spin class wouldn't miss a PT session I was getting into my weight training um and it all, all kicked off from there really and then qualified 2014 so even I I've had personal training and even now I'm having online coaching by two coaches mm-hmm. learning quite a bit have you taken any of the stuff that you've learned uh, from your coaches now and applied it to the to the, your own clients yeah massively um I feel like I've learned a lot more about nutrition uh, from the coaches I'm with now so pro prep coaching little shout out for them <laughs> and Steph and Andrew um, so they're professional bodybuilders both in the natural uh, competitive world um, Andrew's actually a doctor with nutrition so I do Very learn nice. a hell of a lot from him and it'll be interesting to see like further up to like peak weeks if I get to the stage although I have said to them if uh, the shows are cancelled due to COVID, I still want to do peak week for a photo shoot or something like that. Well, yeah, you can get a good rebound phase going back out, can't you, once you deplete quite well. So you'll have, you know, exciting sort of like, uh, like Jamie said earlier regarding like, how do you not like kind of pig out? I think the, I think with them, what I've noticed with you over the past year is that everything's like very well planned. So I can imagine even if once they get you in a good peak week that you'll, you'll look to go back up out of it and probably, uh, you know, avoid any niggles and injuries, um, but get stronger and pick some, uh, some goodness actually, which goes to my next question. What are your, uh, what are your numbers for your lifts at the moment? So you know, your squat, your bench, deadlift, just to give an idea, I think personally for any women that are like listening to this, cause I know a few are, um, as you probably well know, all of us are PTs. One of the main things I hear in the gym is, Oh no, I don't want to lift weights. Cause you know, I'm massive. And I'm like, right, have a look at those guys over there. They've been lifting weights for a year. And they're still tiny, right? So, what are your what are your lifts, your current like numbers for your lifts at the moment? Uh, so, given that I'm on prep and in deficit at the moment, uh, last week I got one at max on my bench at ninety kilos. That's more than me. Pretty happy with. <laughs> um, it seems like that's the only lifts that aren't going down. As when we cut, the strength goes a bit. Uh, my squat I haven't tested in a while but I was getting 110 for six reps. Lovely. Um, and then deadlifts. I currently don't deadlift at the moment because of my back. It's been a real issue. Um, and sort of holding a bar in front of me just doesn't do me any justice at the moment. But previous to that was uh, 150 for three reps. Uh, is that conventional or sumo? Uh, conventional. Oh. Uh, no, sumo. Uh, lovely yeah it's also stronger than me that one. i need to start getting in the gym a bit <laughs> they all are, they? Yeah. <laughs> what's your weight then at, uh in relation to those lifts uh so 61 just over 61 kilos for last week's bench 
and then uh, the deadlift is probably about 65 kilos. Okay. It's almost about um, one and a half times body weight on most of your lifts. Actually, my squat, that, was, that wasn't too far back. Probably around 63. Okay, yeah. okay. So some good, yeah. good numbers, actually, then. <laughs> that comes, all comes with, like, the training that I've been doing with Steph and Andrew at the moment. So they put me on a, uh, a Russian squat program, which lasted eight weeks, I think. Yeah. And then I ended up doing 120 for one. But I feel like I could probably do a lot more than that now. Um. And then I also did a booster bench program, literally straight after it for 12 weeks to get my bench up. And with all of that, I've now started going all the way down to my chest to the bar hit in my chest. And the same with my squat, like technique overweight is now 100%. I used to be a massive ego lifter, especially on my deadlift. Um, and never really enjoyed squats because I didn't practice it enough because I always hurt from deadlifts. <laughs> Yeah, it's understandable. Dom's is terrible, isn't it? So yeah, and it's it's just it's just getting a good balance of all of them. Like I could probably speak on a lot of women who like to train their lower half, um, but it is just as important to train the upper. You need to have a full package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie, you got a question there, have you? Yeah. So what I was gonna so where you take yourself to such kind of extremes, like right in the lead up, just before competition, sort of thing. Really lean, get proper lean what would you say kind of your worst side effects of that were in the sense that like, did you really experience any like or would you say you're really extremely moody did you feel really rough anything like that um my family would probably say I was pretty moody <laughs> very hangry at times um the worst effects I had uh in 2019 I don't know whether it was because I was dieting for so long so that prep was from the end of January to the end of October um so near enough eight months uh no 10 months 10 months um but yeah the worst sort of things that I experienced was my skin was really bad ended up spending quite a bit of money to fix that after the prep my hair fell out quite a bit which is what, what do you mean by your skin was bad like skin so like acne all on my face and like I don't normally suffer with that so I could only put that down to nutrition either being poor or just my body just wasn't coping very well yeah. with lack of nutrients um and the same with my hair my hair literally back here it's not long at all um it was just falling out which did really get to me um even now like when I see it sometimes I'm like oh like why am I doing this again but I know that every prep is completely different um 2017 first year none of that happened um so yeah, I'd say they were the worst side effects for me. Um, and you do also get, so if getting steps, you get prep legs, um, which is your legs just feeling really heavy. So you, you guys know what it's like trying to get your steps in. Think of like your legs being like lead to try and get those steps just because of your like energy levels being down. That's, that's how it feels. Um, and yeah, sometimes you do just want to be on your own. And people don't yeah. get it, like, oh, what's up? I'm like, nothing, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, I know that one very well. <laughs> um, and also, also clock watching. Um, I'm probably doing that a bit now, actually, with my meals. 
they're thinking oh, okay when's the next hour that I can eat like just yep. spreading them out so I don't eat them all at once and I actually took a leaf out of your book Jamie with um how you said you don't feel hungry in the mornings because of my routine of especially with lockdown I get up at half seven walk my dogs then I have my breakfast the other morning yeah. I wasn't hungry and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to eat for the sake of eating. I'm going to wait and then save my meals for the rest of the day. So, yeah, thanks for that. No worries. <laughs> Got me out not that like it's a bad it. habit, but just sort yeah, of just like... anything that's going to help you is a win, in it? Yeah. So what about, like, sleep? Did you find it affected your sleep at all? Or were you fine with sleep just because you were just so knackered? Yeah, I'd have naps in the day. Maybe You would have before. to have a nap throughout the day. Yeah, nap in the day, but... Is that something you do when you're not on prep or is that? Sometimes, that... Um, but more more so on prep, especially um, 2019 prep, where I was full-time PT. So now where I'm running a gym as well, being a gym manager, I've got more time. Um, so I'm not just rushed off my feet all the time doing clients back to back. Because what I used to do was 6am clients. So before the 6am client, I'd be getting up at 4am in the morning to do my fasted cardio that takes me up to five o'clock get breakfast down get ready for work be at the gym for six and have three clients say then then I would train well eat train and then I'd go home and nap and then do the same in the evening how many hours would you say you'd get in the in your actual evening sleep um that prep probably about six or seven Okay. And how many hours would you nap throughout the day? Hour or two, depending okay. how much time I had. But yeah, it would it would be more of a priority to me sometimes than actually eating. Just getting that sleep in. Yeah. It's so important. And I think again, that's something that I've learned from that prep. So with this prep now, I'm in bed by half nine. Like and if I'm not asleep, if I'm on my phone and it says 11, I literally chuck my phone on the floor and that's it. Like I say to myself, I need to go to sleep now. Yeah, yeah. that's why one of the main factors that I feel was overlooked. And that's why like in my um, five day free fat loss course, little plug there that I'm running, <laughs> sign up. Um, no, but one of the modules in that is literally just all on sleep. And it's probably something that people wouldn't expect to see in a fat loss course as per se. But it's going to do absolute wonders if you're someone that's trying to lose weight. If you're not getting your sleep in check, you're building mountains for yourself to climb as opposed to knocking them down by getting a good night's sleep and sorting your hormone levels out and your energy levels out and all that sort of stuff. Did that ever affect you, Zoe, at all? Because uh, I know you, you monitor your weight quite regularly. Um, did you ever find like with a bad night's sleep that went up? Because I know mine certainly did. Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah I, it's fine if I have a bad night's sleep it doesn't set me up for the next day either and it can end up turning my day quite negative I won't enjoy my session I'll be a pain in the ass to be around yeah it's it, it affects me a lot now more than ever if I have a bad night's sleep even like if my dog wakes me up I'm like for goodness sake like leave me alone like <laughs> I wait you you're not in prep jeez god <laughs> Well, it's always just if you did all the kind of knock on effects, you literally forget all the health effects and all that kind of stuff purely on weight loss side of things. Mm. You wake up tired, you even if you the mo 
the, you can think about it as much as you like, you will move less just from like less fidgeting. Because obviously if you've got a lot of energy, I find that I'm sat there fidgeting, but even if you get the same amount of steps, you're going to fidget less, therefore less calories burn and yeah. you're going to want to eat more because of your hormones and all that kind of stuff. So I find yeah. as well with lack of sleep, obviously it's a lot of stress on the body. Mm-hmm. So um, coming closer and closer to stage, one of the things that actually got taken out was cardio, getting closer and closer because it's less stress in the body. Yeah. So again, going back to Matt with your rest and recovery, that plays a massive part with weight loss. Um, so sometimes it's not all about just doing your cardio and hitting the gym hard. You've really got to take into consideration with your rest. Yeah, some, it's something I'm always constantly. So that's probably where I'm a little bit like different to you guys, because obviously as a as a therapist as well, I'm kind of like I'm looking at recovery first. What can people recover from? Um, and you know, I mean, I think one of the good things you are good though is though is like if I tell you to rest, you will. Whereas like one of the worst things for me as a therapist is telling clients to rest, and they're like, oh, but really, do you have two days? And I'm like, it's it's two days. Or it could be two weeks. It's completely up to you. So, um, and I think that's probably benefited you in the long, long term. Just a little shameless plug that is for me there, by the way. So, <laughs> but yeah, recovery, I think, is definitely overlooked. Um, but it's nice to see. In terms of weight gain, uh, I mean, I think I told you this last year, as I before my shoot, I had such a bad night's sleep on a check in once. My weight went, jumped up two and a half kilos. But like you say, that's where the stress comes in. You know, cortisol levels raise, holding on to water. Um, and I probably think it's it might be a combination of me being quite excited for the check-in as well and then just not, like, many restless. Do you have, um, like, a repeat? Um, you know what I mean. I'm trying to say on this, Jamie. Like, you have a certain procedure you're doing every night before getting to bed so you know that you're, like, getting ready for, like, sleep. Like, you mean sort of, like, bedtime rituals? Yeah, type thing. So I mean, for example, I, I stopped reading. Um, I, I stopped looking at the phone from ten o'clock. You know, I've got cold room type thing. Do you have like? Is it the same every night for you, or does it kind of vary? You're talking to me or Zoe? I'm talking to Zoe. <laughs> oh, Jay, I don't care about you, Jay. I talk to you all the time. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'm intrigued to see now what James is as well. But like, you know. <laughs> um. So with mine, I I I live at home. Um. So I sort of like evening thing is we all sit in the living room till nine o'clock and then Danny and I go to bed at nine switch the tv on till about 10 and then I sort of on my phone for half an hour then sleep okay and I I don't know with all of like the blue light blockers I just fall asleep really easily so I'm quite lucky mm-hmm. so uh, yeah but yeah it, it does help having the same routine every single night you just train your body and again i don't even set an alarm to wake up at half seven i just wake up and go i used to doing it that's the goal when i start going well when the world opens up again and going back to work getting up to be at the gym for 6 a.m will be a shock yeah, yeah but for now enjoying being in a normal routine so uh, what's your bedtime rituals jamie as we were waiting oh, mine. <laughs> yeah uh, i'm not gonna lie at the moment they're all thrown off because i've ended up being so bored that we've been playing pro clubs until late at night because i've got nothing else to do yeah but i was also, also i'm i'm by myself that i get very kind of productive and creative late at night 
and it's really annoying because I'm not throughout the day and then I'll get into bed and I'll have all these ideas come to me and I'm just so desperate to do them I, mm. I hate going to bed on an idea especially if I think I can get it done before I go to sleep and it <laughs> makes me really want to do it so a hard challenge for me is kind of forcing myself to be like no just remember just do that tomorrow when you wake up but I know sometimes I tend then won't want to and it'll be the next evening before I do it again um but my kind of main thing is coming up I'll normally just come up to bed put some tv on wear my blue like blockers for a little bit and then um I well when I can smell again I've said this I think I've said this to Matt before but I've got a little sleep mist and it's probably the most load of rubbish in the world but I like the smell of it. And in my head, it's like, right, once I've sprayed this and sniffed it, I'm going down to sleep and put my head down. And so if do I you feel like, work, it works. Do you feel like you could do something to sort of like switch you off more? Is it something that you like, do you eat or <coughs> exercise before? Like, no, I like to exercise. My kind of main exercise time, I'd say, is I like to go around one or two o'clock. I feel that is probably more because I'm just doing like strength training at the moment. And... I hate working out early morning if it's the strength training. I could probably do a run and things like that early morning, but I don't, I don't know what time you like to weight train, but early mornings are not for me in that front. About 11, 12, 11, 12 for me. Yeah, I'm around 11, 12. On a yeah, leg I think day, I a couple I'm of If it's a session I don't want to do, I sometimes do it at that time because that's just to get it out of the way. <laughs> there's one I do want to do, I'll wait because I want it to be good. But I feel like... I do, I've started to use my like kind of notes section a lot more with, in the sense of like, if I do have these ideas, just shotting them down in my notes section to be like, right, do them tomorrow. You've got them written down. You know that they're there. You're not going to forget them or things like that. I'm trying to do that and it's not succeeding, but I still get like, I, I know it's not completely accurate, but I use like my Fitbit sleep monitor and I still get good quality night's sleep pretty much every single night. It's just my times have shifted a little bit into that later direction since yeah. lockdown because I haven't got to get up to work and things like that. What is there to do? So, why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, a question I was going to ask you though. So I know you've been with um, Pro Prep Coaching for a while uh, and I see you, you record all your, your training sessions now. Is that something that you've always done? Um yeah especially with prep I do like knowing like where I am um I mean I to be fair actually I don't remember not uh logging my workouts since starting like competitive bodybuilding mm-hmm. um I I like writing it all down um I have my little log book and then I have my sheets online with my coaches as well and I think having an actual log book to write things down in is better than just being on your phone because then you get distracted by other things on your phone like Instagram will pop up a message Facebook and then you end up messaging um and then losing track of sort of like your rest periods um which has happened to me before that's why I went um because there was a period where I thought I'll just log it into my sheet straight away like what's the point of writing it down and then writing it again Mm. um but then I did find I was being on my phone a lot more um, so yeah I definitely I definitely would recommend writing that down and even uh, this evening I've written all my workouts for this week so it's already set um, and even some numbers that I want to hit they're written in there already to sort of like get myself into the mindset yeah do you think it's beneficial to logbook yeah definitely um, especially to look back on like 
especially now like all of our brains are a bit muddled with even what day it is it's good to then be able to look back on like what I did on chess last week or what I didn't do so well on what can I try and improve on can I try um doing the exercises in different orders to up my strength in I don't know say a hip thrust for me actually was my fifth exercise on legs I changed yeah. that to the third exercise and added on 15 kilos to that lift because I wasn't as exhausted oh, no, so, nice. yeah no it's definitely good good way of uh progressing what, so has your training you... oh go on Jamie now you go because then I might this might lead on actually go on you go I can say so what what do you find more kind of rewarding for yourself is it how like kind of looking back at how you look on stage or is it kind of more when you're in your off season and getting stronger and stronger and stronger and hitting PBs and that sort of thing? What would you say is more mentally rewarding for you? Both. They're so, so different. That's a really hard question. Um, get to eat in the off season. <laughs> yeah, when I mean, you get to eat in the off season and there's less niggles in the off season as you've got more fat protecting joints um, you're not as frustrated. You can do more or less what you want in the off season and I think from the off season I've just had I was a lot more comfortable in myself with that off season because I didn't pack on loads and loads of weight I did stay I wouldn't say I was lean but I you could tell that I had muscle under there and I yes. felt more comfortable so my bulk in 2018 I got up to 72 kilos how tall are you five foot three Oh, that no, was what no. I weighed for my photo shoot but in perspective there you go um I wasn't comfortable I didn't like going out that much like trying on dresses with the girls like, all my friends are in really good shape um yeah it wasn't it wasn't nice but yeah like I said this off season I was probably maximum 66 kilos and yeah. obviously built a lot more muscle mass as well um even one of my coaches said today, he compared pictures from uh, the last time I was on stage to where my physique is at now. And he said, you not, you haven't got many weeks between this and what you look like now. Um, so yeah, aesthetically, so cutting and seeing what I do look like underneath all the fluff, that definitely gets me excited. And it's probably one of the things that keep me going as well through prep. I'm like, Oh, I can see four four abs, four abs this week. I see six <laughs> few more weeks, um, and that that sort of area for me is one of the most stubborn areas, and uh, that actually leads me to going on to where body fat sits on me. So the first two, the first two, so 2017, 2019 for me prep, my body fat sat mainly around my hips, my lower stomach. Um, and on my arms, my back's never really had any fat on it. That's always the leanest part of me. Um, but this one, my stomach seems to have gone first, which is really bizarre oh, and nice. made, made me really excited. So, uh, yeah, like I said, every prep is completely different. You don't know what your body's going to do, respond like, even to certain foods that uh, you might think you're fine with, you're not as well so 2019 I did a intolerance test and 
I did that because my weight wasn't budging and I know you shouldn't always look at the scales but in my in doing bodybuilding your weight should be coming down with the amount yeah. of fat you're losing um so I did this intolerant test and it said I was intolerant to chicken now I'm about 70 80 percent of my meals were chicken so I changed that out for turkey and I started dropping weight wicked and it wasn't that I was eating like chicken thigh or like not lean chicken or chicken with skin on it was breast breast meat so it was the leanest but yeah just changing to turkey and then now I'm fine with chicken because my body had a rest from it Ah, that's cool. It's quite funny you say that. So um, that's one of the stories I used to bring up in the uh, when teaching is um, weightlifters from Eastern Europe. Uh, what was it East East Germany when there was an East and West Germany? They would body. Uh, they would literally have every meal would be chicken, 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 and they had it so much that they became allergic to it and they just couldn't have it anymore. So it's nice to see that you because um, a lot of people will associate not losing weight and obviously using scales as just a tool, but what made you do the, take the intolerance test? Did we, because did you weight weight. Uh, no, because my weight wasn't dropping. Uh, so I just thought, is there something I'm eating that affecting that? And I think I, it was just at the time, I think it was just popping up on Instagram all the time. And it was the thing to do at the time. Yeah. Similar to uh, cupping. Yeah. First session with you, Matt, the treatment. Yeah, everybody was doing it at that time, I think. So. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do, so I did it. <laughs> yeah, we have a look back, what, two years now? Is it two years? <laughs> I think it's longer than that now. I think it's probably been that long. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to plug myself on that one, but, like, do you think it's been beneficial, though, the treatments in relation from prep from... Because uh, I think I, we did prep your prep last year, but we didn't do it the one previously. Yeah. So was there a difference um, in terms of training and recovery or even the way the physique even looks? Um, yeah, I definitely say with how my physique looked and definitely getting into different poses. I mean, I can't remember too much from my prep in 2017, except from my mood swings were absolutely hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, treatments with you with my 2019 prep, that that made massive differences, even with you doing sort of my legs uh, a couple nights before stepping on stage, they've come out a lot more than uh, they previously had. And same with my lats, uh, one side always gets stuck than the other. You see Matt for treatment and manage to manage to get it out. It's just stubborn. Yeah, it's not always the uh, Jamie, have you got another question? I'm, I'm trying. To, I've got one or two more here, I think. But like, um, so I've got no more questions. You've got no more. Okay, right. So yeah, I sure, I've got one. plenty, but we'll be here for hours otherwise. Well, you know, I mean, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, there's nothing else to do. So my mind off food. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I'm I'm the same as you. I've been eating for a couple of hours, but this is this is helping quite a bit. Um, so, what does a normal day look like for Zoe? Well, a during the pandemic, because obviously there's nothing else to do. And then B, what was it like before lockdown? Um, so before lockdown and to what it is now, the goal's still the same. So my mindset's still the same. Yeah. Um, I am lucky enough being able to train pretty well, a decent amount of kit, won't 
mention any more than that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I got asked a similar question as well, like how am I staying motivated in the pandemic? It, it's Most of it is down to me being so disciplined and I've been doing this for a long time now, so I know what to expect. Um, my family are really supportive. I'm really lucky, obviously, with Danny. He he does the sport as well. Um, so it definitely keeps me on track. Um, but yeah, day now, like I said, I get up at half seven, walk my dogs. If I need to meal prep, meal prep. I probably go train around 11 most of the time. Uh, client here or there online. There's not much going on, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> that's, as, that's as fun as it gets. I mean, check in with my coaches once a week. Um, I mean, food wise, so training day, I'm on about 18,000, 1800 calories, rest days, 1600 calories. And then with my refeed on a Friday, my food, my food for the whole day changes. So it's about 2200 on that day. Um, and then my training. So I'm a pretty bro splitter, if you say. So uh, chest and calves on Monday, back day, Tuesday, rest Wednesday, Thursday, arms and core, Friday legs, Saturday is shoulders and core, and then Sunday is complete rest day. And then I've got cardio as well, which as of tomorrow goes up. So I do, uh, what is it? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, so four times a week I do 25 minutes of HIIT training now. Yeah. And then twice a week I do an hour which is normally on the cross trainer on a Wednesday. So my rest day and on Friday, leg day. Is that in one which hit as well? An hour Sorry? on the cross trainer. Is that an hour in the cross trainer in one hit? Uh, no. So the hour is a steady state. So just, as in, just are you, nice. yeah, yeah. So you're just doing one whole hour. You don't do like I do where I break it up at all. So, you know, 15 minutes here. 15 yeah, minutes no. Here. Oh, she's an actual athlete, Matt. You're oh, wow. Well. <laughs> I would rather just get it done um yeah I think I say to myself it's normally after I've had sort of my snack meal so after my rice cakes peanut butter apple yogurt um I say to myself right I'm gonna give myself 45 minutes for it to go down and then jump on and do that um but now when my hits are 25 minutes, as of tomorrow, I might start joining in in some uh, online classes that uh, FS Waking are doing. Yeah, a bit of motivation in there as well then for you. So Sorry. shameless plugs for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I've only got one question and that's last and that's it. And then we'll, we'll let you sort of get on and get your food. So it literally is uh, what are your goals for 2021? You know, 30, you know, 31 days has finally passed in January, whereas... We were joining in the gym. Most people will quit by tomorrow, even though they've been there for 31 days. So uh, what are your goals for the um, for the rest of the year? Um, so I've always said for this year with prep, I only want to prep for six months of this year. So end of June, we'll, we'll be uh, celebrating, eating, going out with friends and that. Okay. Um, just more of the social side, obviously, if we're allowed to, even if it's in a back garden and having barbecues and that's just a bit of social isn't it um as 
like last year was going to be my off season and being able to enjoy holidays and be with friends going out and that just didn't happen that much um yeah so this year I'm hoping to do two bros and NABBA and I'm not too sure if I'm going to say this right NMFUK and if they don't go ahead then it's a photo shoot so they're just different federations yeah um oh and maybe an MPA just to make it a a natural competition as well just to prove my point not that I need to but yeah two bros NABBA um they aren't I'd be up against girls that are assisted yeah which at the start of like thinking of like thinking of being against girls that are assisted and seeing them on stage it it kind of scared me and thought why am I doing this when they could have had extra help being assisted then I thought what an achievement it would be to beat them as well yeah and it does happen by assisted you mean drugs so take your steroids basically yeah yeah it's just for people who don't know what assisted means so just to kind of sort of put that one out there so assisted means that obviously the girls are taking drugs um whereas you are a natural competitor uh competing in in essentially natural federation and a untested federation so yeah so yeah Um, it'd be good to see what you look like compared to them i personally i think uh your looks actually already i mean you've only been dieting like november and you're already bloody leaner than i (laughs) care to remember which is frustrating so so yeah it'd be good to see what your package is against some of these girls who are like um yeah on the stuff yeah no it'd be uh and it's it's also nice doing the different federations and seeing how different shows run as well um i mean one of the main questions i get asked is female bodybuilding like bitchy backstage it's really not it's um so like who I've been with like in federation so BMBF and UKDFBA everyone is so friendly like the girls backstage are sticking your bikini down touching up on your tan like everyone's just really nice it's not like oh don't don't come near me or like don't talk to me or anything like that it's everyone wants to help each other like everyone's worked just as hard well you wouldn't Uh, think that you're working harder than all of them but no one knows that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, nice. Well, it's exciting stuff. Um, and for anyone that doesn't follow you on Instagram, what's your Instagram username? At Body Positive UK. So if anyone doesn't go, I would go and follow Zoe. She does post a lot of good stuff up there as well, and it's good to see her journey. So um, yeah. I'm really into my nutrition at the moment. So uh, if you're struggling with noticed. that, I am posting quite a bit on nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's always good to help people out there, which is good. So, yeah, Zoe's probably one of the... I think you did um, something recently where you helped out quite a few people. I think it was like five people for, for January. So, yeah, keeping yeah. up on stuff like that. She's very helpful. So, Free uh, stuff. Jamie, have you got any more questions at all? Nope. No. Uh, <laughs> no yeah, all good. You're else yeah. stuff, if anyone wants to join the five-day free fat loss, the link is in my bio. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for coming that. on, Zoe. No, thanks for having us. Yeah, we do appreciate uh, that. Yeah, as so, good as nerve-wracking uh, as I thought, my first debut on a podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for being on our one. So we appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward. I'm looking forward personally to seeing what, um, like I said, package comes when you tr- when you uh, compete. So exciting! Yeah, exciting! Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for listening, everyone, and yeah. I'll see you soon. <laughs>